When everyone's on the same page, getting things done at work is easy. No matter what you do or what industry you're in, how you communicate is key. Everything you type is equally important to collaboration, and Grammarly can help. Think of it as your AI writing partner, empowering you to communicate effectively and efficiently so you can make a bigger impact in the workplace. 96% of Grammarly users say it helps them craft more impactful writing. And as the gold standard of responsible AI, Grammarly is your secure AI writing partner that allows your team to make their point and move faster. By understanding your writing and context, Grammarly provides relevant, personalized suggestions. And with tone suggestions, you can navigate even the most difficult work conversations. You can also save time from spending hours editing drafts to just seconds with one click. Sign up and download Grammarly for free at Grammarly.com slash podcast. That's G-R-A-M-M-A-R-L-Y dot com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Welcome to another episode of the Adam and Dr. Drew Show Classics. I am your host, Big Brother Jake, a.k.a. Jake Warner, a government name. Let's dive right in. Out first, episode 1045, titled, Well, Now You're Getting Fired, Fat Ass. <laughs> it always makes me laugh. Adam talks with Dr. Drew about how upset he gets when people tell him he didn't say something when he knows he said it. It's one of his pet peeves, to the point he's willing to fire people over it. Take a listen. We were talking about our wives handling financial affairs and things. Mm-hmm. And uh, you were, you brought something up to Lynette and she said, a trick, trick question. And th- behind that is though that you're wrong or something you're bringing up is sort of inaccurate, which is what we're – normal people are used to. But we're not used to taking somebody at whatever they say at their word necessarily. We're not questioning it. You understand? People – I, I kind of marvel at this a lot, which is people are way – too pre-wired or easily triggered to say things to me or anyone else that are kind of fly in the face of what is. And what I'm saying, I don't think they know what they're saying. I, 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 I give everyone forgiveness because I don't think, I think they're doing things from a reactionary standpoint or a, um, can I, can I, well, let something? me just say, let me just finish Would you like this a little vocabulary lesson. Yes. Reactive. Means, reactive. Yeah. Reactionary means like conservative. Like you're trying to roll things back to a previous era. Oh, people, people always use that term wrong. Sorry. Reactive. Maybe uh, Gary, look it up just to make sure what exactly. Oh, you, we've talked about this before yeah. and I think I remember you being right. Sorry. Thank you. Reactionary. What's it say? Reactive. Reactionary, political science. Go, go, go to the go to the the definition. There we go. Uh, opposing political or social reform. It's it's sort of reactionary means going to dial it back, dialing back to a previous era. Right, reactive. Yeah. Uh, I was trying to think of. Yes, I use that wrong. What I was trying to think of was reflexive, oh. which is like I was standing out front of the studio a few days ago, and I was talking to Kalen about uh, pulling a Bill Maher clip. And uh, they're both clips I paid, played for you a couple of days ago. I yeah. said, there's one of Bill Maher. It's sort of in a rush before the show. I said, uh, there's one of Bill Maher. And Bill Maher saying, uh, 
hey, I don't need to need. I don't need the Mueller report. I know there's collusion. I have a TV set. I'm, I'm sort of paraphrasing. <laughs> yeah. And then after that, one of his guests, the girl says, "I know it's all doom and gloom, but uh, there are some good things." And so he go, I go grab those two clips. They're in the same. I don't know, 30 second time period, 20 minutes into the show. Go find them, get them ready. Okay. Later on, he um, has the Bill Maher statement. And I said, well, and then what about the one with the guest, the, the girl? When she gives her, it's not all doom and gloom. And he said, oh, I just got the something, something. And I said, what about, I, I need you to get, the, I told you to get the girl. Who does the doom and gloom one? And he said, you never told me that. Oh, boy. And I thought, I don't know why you're saying that to me. Because I did say it to you. Would it be, let me ask remember you. it, right. I guess. Would it be acceptable to you if somebody said, I didn't remember you said that? I, That's perfectly yeah. acceptable. Yeah. And then I yell at whoever says that to me, don't say that to me. Don't think that way. I stood there and I told you those two things. You don't remember one of them. You didn't have a notepad. You weren't writing it down. That's not really your fault because I just told you, come here. So you're basically like a waiter and I'm going, here's my order. And you didn't have your pad on you. And, and that's fine. You, some people, many people can only process so much information. But don't tell the guy who ordered, you didn't say coleslaw. Yeah. By the way, how many times you guys been to a restaurant where you said to someone, they the order like comes back and you go, oh, I asked for no mayonnaise on this. You said extra mayonnaise. <laughs> like, yeah, of course I didn't say that. Right. How why, could why I say it? Yeah. Why would I, I? If I didn't want mayonnaise, can you guys think of the last time you didn't want something, but you just said, give me extra of that thing I don't like? <laughs> <laughs> it's a weird it's a weird thing to sort of say to the person yeah. no, you never said that like i said it i will accept i forgot or i didn't hear that part or i didn't process it or i was confused but they go you didn't say that i fired i fired my pool man well had oh Lynn, yeah lynette fired my pool man don't well it took a while i fired the pool guy because uh we had a bunch of rain, a bunch of floods, a bunch of leaves, and a bunch of stuff, and it literally created this ring of broken leaves and soot around the pool, just around the pool. And I went out there, like when he was there on a Wednesday, and I said, "Oh, do I need to say anything?" But I just went out and went, "Hey, man, the pool, the the leaves got a got a ring around it, so make sure and get that off." And then he goes, uh, "Yeah, okay." And then I went back in the house, and then the following week, after he showed up or whatever, or after he left, I, I came back home that night or whatever, and the ring was just around the pool. And I was like, you got to be kidding me. I mean, I literally went out and, like, pointed at it. Didn't reform? No? No, no chance? nothing. Oh, and, geez. no, it needed to be raining and floody. Mm. And then the next week, he came back, and I went out to him, and I said, hey, man, last week you were here. I told you to get this ring off around the pool. And he said, you didn't say that. Oh, Jesus. And I was like, goodbye. So, yeah. All right. Well, now you're getting fired, fat ass. Like, okay. First off, I did. Secondly, I'd be the worst person in the world if I didn't say anything and then just came out and said, hey, remember when I told you this? Although I was gone. Like, you also have to think that makes me an insane and bad person. Like, all right. You're right. I never left the house. I'm I'm insane. And cruel, by the way. Like, I hate pool men. <laughs> but you know what I said to him? I did tell you, 
But I shouldn't have had to tell you anything. You're the pool man. You're supposed to clean the pool. So I did tell you. But even if I didn't, you still can do your job, right? Like clean the scub around the pool. So um, I did what uh, what a man would do. I marched back in the house and told my wife to fire his ass. Well done. Mm-hmm. Sure she enjoyed that. <laughs> no. <laughs> then I had an insane – no, then I had one of the most insane conversations I ever had in my life. Oh, I got to hear this. Oh, it's one of the best. Oh, wait. What do I got here? Sorry. Let me, let me do it. I got one. You do it. Uh, in my many uh, endeavors, I've had the opportunity to help people with aches and pains and all as well as – Physical and mental issues, Blue Emu has been trusted by Americans for over 15 years to support healthy muscles and joints. They have now produced an Amazon coupon code made specifically for our audience. Go to Amazon today. Use the code 3DREW for a $3 off coupon. It's simple. Go to Amazon, search for Blue Emu, add to cart, apply the code, and that code is 3DREW. Blue Emu, B-L-U-E-E-M-U, has a large portfolio of products, all American-made and of the highest quality. I recommend the Deep Penetrating Formula of Blue Emu Original for soothing tired muscles and pains, Maximum Arthritis for any arthritic pain, and the Lidocaine as a numbing pain release. I see you have the numbing pain reliever right here. I'm using it. Yeah. Not only do these formulas work great, but there's no chill, no burn, no odor. Use this opportunity to support your muscles and joint. The code is three. That's number three, Drew, D-R-E-W. So I think Lynette disputes this, or maybe did dispute it, but... I'm pretty good at capturing conversations. The next week, I'd return from like walking the dog, and I spotted the pool man in the backyard with his back to me, like at the other end. I said, Lynette was home, and I said, is that our old pool guy? (laughs) She said, this guy's wearing a different hat. (laughs) And I said, well, you know, you can. I've been known to change a hat in seven days' time. It could happen. I mean, a master disguise. Yeah, of course. <laughs> Not regular folk. We, we know that about it, you. But yes, like yes. a master disguise could switch hats. <laughs> and she said, I don't know. This guy's a little heavier set. I go, I don't know. Our last guy was pretty heavy set. I, said, I don't know. I don't think it's him. I said, I think it's him. And then at a certain point, I just turned to her and I go, did you fire the old guy? And she goes, nope. <laughs> go, well, now I'm almost, I'm almost sure Almost. There's, I'm leaving a little window of opportunity of negligence here, but I'm that, that pretty be. sure it's that guy. Yeah. Now. Yeah. I think she has a different version. Of the story, you, you but you that's the way I recall it. Go out and fire him right then. That seems like you. No. Now we were hiding behind a sofa. We're scared. <laughs> you have to hide from your. You have to hide from the people who work at your house. I see. Don't you know that? No, I didn't know that. You don't know that move where you walk into your house and there's a big sliding door and you see the gardener out there and you're like, ah, you got to hide. He may see you. It's weird, huh? You don't have that? No. Oh, I have that relationship with everyone in my yard. You don't hide from people in your yard? I don't. I really don't. But then they- They see you then. They see you. Yeah, it's weird. They may want to have eye contact. I know, or have a conversation. They may want to, They may want something, Drew. Uh-huh. Oh, hey, man, you going <laughs> to finish that sandwich? <laughs> also, they may judge. Like, geez, I'm on my third house, and you're in your sweatpants? What's going on? You got the hiv? You know what I'm saying? You want to avoid that, Drew? You going right to HIV? You hide. <laughs> you hide like I do. Sweatpants mean HIV? You're walking around in plain sight like a coward. Oh, yeah, that's true. You hide with the nobleman. Okay. See, I, I don't have the big windows like you do. 
Oh, those big window service. So that's yeah. that's trouble. I don't like that. Not at all. Now, sometimes you think they're looking at their own reflection. You know what I'm saying? But you don't know, and you can't chance it. Welcome back, and thanks for tuning in to the Adam and Dr. Drew Show Classics. Up next, we go to episode 1026 titled, You're Talking to the Wrong Hombre, which aired on March 7th, 2019. Adam and Dr. Drew discuss how the art of news reporting has changed drastically and how the views of real-life issues can be skewed in today's media. Check it out. When I we were talking about the press and what's going on and the whole Jesse Smollett thing from, you know. See, I don't blame Jesse. I think Jesse was shocked that the press ran with it the way they did. Uh, that they took it and went insane with it. I think he I had a record dropping in two days where the content of his record was exactly what happened to him. So he does he did? Publici- yeah. He did, he did a publicity stunt and the press went insane. He pro- then he doubled down. That that was I well, I, I I disagree to some degree, but which is this. There's a couple things. I I don't think people really understand life. Yeah. Which is to say, right. like if you're the press. Yeah. If you're the press, your job is to be part stenographer, part detective. Yeah, but but big part stenographer, please. And big part detective. I would argue the detective piece is some of the press. The the majority no, of No, but should... I need you to I need you to real like here's the thing. This guy was jumped by two guys and beaten in the street. Yeah. Uh, there's a small, fine scratch under one of his eyes yeah. that looks as if he was playing with his kitten and his kitten pawed at him. Mm-hmm. It's also the kind of thing that like, a professional wrestler would bring a razor blade in and make a little mark and just bleed out a lot. Yeah. Um, that is not beaten in the streets, kind right. of kind like of Hung that. by a rope. Well, not hung by rope, but had the rope around. But when, when you are beaten in the streets, like when there's stuff that go, you know, when two guys jump you and to beat you, not not to get your cell phone away from you, but to beat you, yeah. there's things. There's black eyes. There's broken noses. There's, there's scraped up elbows and scraped up knees. You know what I mean? Like there's, there's a thing that happens when somebody physically attacks you on and the street. trying to harm you. Times two. Yes. Trying to harm you. Right. Intent so, to harm. So first things first, you taking a picture where you're pouting does not mean that does not that's not an orbital socket. I want I want to see an x-ray of a cracked orbital socket or whatever. That thing where your eye has a big blood mark mm-hmm. in the middle of the white of the eye mm-hmm. or the black eye or whatever, whatever it is. Yeah, orbital fracture. Yeah. A guy who was smacked on uh, the campus of UC Berkeley guy threw a straight punch hit him right in the face that guy's got a shiner Mm -hmm. because somebody hit him Mm -hmm. that's the way the human body works so first things first you you were beaten in the streets but you don't really have any marks of a beating and then you were literally popping and locking on stage (laughs) boy did I jinx Lynette not only the whole marriage thing, but <laughs> I had the funniest thing ever. Like I said to, so I went into the bedroom and I, I, you know, I was watching him at his four days after the incident. He was at his, it is rallying. He was explaining to people that you can't hold him down. And he fought back and he, he did, he did, he did everything. And Oof. 
Yeah, you know, we just watched a guy get punched in the face. What was that? What was he punched for? He was a. Are you sitting down? Mm. We found the one violent person who hates Donald Trump, who attacked a guy <laughs> who was a Trump supporter on the on on the campus of UC Berkeley. I know all the violence is coming from the Trump people, but this is the one instance, the yeah. only instance where the person who was the Trump supporter was actually beaten by the non-Trump supporter. So the one. So this guy Smollett's up on stage and he's popping and locking and in between his inspirational speeches about himself and how he fought back and how he's the gay Tupac and everything else. And I just looked at it and I said, eh, when you get your rib cracked, or fractured rib, you're not popping and locking. You're having trouble going to the bathroom. Like you're holding your side while you're yep. lurching to the bathroom. And I I said, uh, hey, Sonny Lynette, this stuff happened. You know, I played enough football. You get your ribs bruised, you have a lot of trouble sitting up mm-hmm. in bed mm-hmm. without a lot of pain. Um, this is not that. And then it's like, oh, well, it was a, he didn't get his rib. Look, when somebody attacks you and punches you in the ribs, you have a lot of yes. trouble breathing. Yes. Uh, of course, Sonny Natalia never had bruised ribs. Well, I said, it's exquisitely painful, and last on your list is dancing. And about four or five days later, Lynette was going down the driveway, was going on a ride with Sonny, grabbed the like front b- brake of the bike or something too yeah, hard or whatever, <laughs> went over the handlebars, Oh no! bruised a rib, and has been walking around like, oh, it's so hard to sit up, and it's hard to breathe, and it's don't make me laugh. It hurts my rib. And it's like, oh, it's funny. I was, I was literally illustrating to the person that's never had a bruised oh. rib how – global this is yep you bruise your rib it's not like your ankle sore it's like your whole being is sore yeah yeah so first off in terms of journalism you were jumped by two dudes in the street and beaten you fought back where's the black guy where is the cracked rib like where's the x-rays where's the scuffs and things you know where where those abrasions you have on your elbows your knees your forehead when like two dudes jump on top of you I mean, where 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 is that stuff? They would have just gone. Oh, these these were cowards who were just trying to make a point. They threw bleach on him and put a rope around his neck. Putting a rope around someone's neck who's evidently fighting back to having a rope put around your neck impossible. Well, unless you really hold them down, there's going to be a mark. Yeah, something on your neck. Something. I'm just saying. Like first things first. I I I'm sorry, but a very slight sort of razor thin mark with a little dried blood on it that could have been done with your pinky nail is not really the aftermath of a beating. Mm -hmm. If you want to see what guys look like who have been beaten, there are plenty of guys who've been beaten. That ain't, that ain't it. So just from that standpoint, Drew, then the other thing that's a little weird about it, as I'm thinking about it, it's like, when all right, so that's the press. But then when when the Twitter sphere gets hold of it, and you know people are talking about you know Maxine Waters, like he was my friend, we were good friends, and I was like, really, we were friends? Was everyone? That's not everyone was friends with him, and now no one's friends with him, right? You guys were friends. Hey, there was another. Interesting I didn't hear his name come up very yeah. often when he spoke. Another but. interesting point. Um, my friend Tyrus, black guy. 
He said, uh, he goes to me, he goes, throwing bleach on a black guy? There's no white supremacist on earth that's ever done that. They want to hate you for your dark skin. They don't want to lighten your skin. But there's a thing, he said, now in, in the community, that happens sometimes as an insult. Mm. Isn't that interesting? That is interesting. I, I would not have known that. They were going to, uh, I think they were going to start with gasoline and then they downgraded to bleach. So the story says, goes, but again, I don't know. Don't you look, doesn't that look like something? Bleach is, gets in your eyes. It smells like something. Teen spirits, Same but it smells like. All right. Let me tell you about uh, LifeLock. Uh, recently, 127 million stolen records containing email addresses, usernames, passwords went up for sale on the dark web. I bet Gary could get to the dark web. I don't know how to get to the. I don't know how to do that. I'm too pure. You use something called Tor. Tor. Well, let's not do that. Let's protect ourselves. Let's use something called LifeLock, people. The dark web provides anonymous access to illegal items and services like drugs, weapons, and stolen user data. So many ways cyber criminals can take what's yours. Good thing LifeLock identity theft protection adds the power of Norton security. To help protect against threats to your devices you can't easily see or fix on your own. If there's a problem, they'll work to fix it. Right, Drew? That's right. No one can stop every identity theft or all cybercrime or monitor transactions at all businesses. But LifeLock with Norton Security can see threats you might miss on your own. Go to LifeLock.com or call 100-LIFELOCK. Use promo code ADAM for an extra 10% off your first year. That's promo code ADAM at LifeLock.com for an extra 10% off. I just found a new story. <clears throat> Here is the headline. Mm. Michigan gay rights activist sets fire to his own home to fabricate a hate crime. Authorities are accusing Jolie, who was named Citizen of the Year by the Jackson Citizen Patriot last year, of having set fire to his own home, killing his pets, two dogs and three cats. Yeah. (laughs) Listen, here's what I know. Um, I know what I know through sort of traveling through life. You know what I'm saying, Drew? Yeah, it's like, the imbalance. There's the there's a there's a supply and demand problem in victims. Yeah, it's like just because Jaws comes out doesn't mean there's more shark attacks. Right. 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 Now you'd like there to be more shark attacks because Jaws came out, but it doesn't mean there is. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I think basically since. Trump became president, we would like this to be the nation we're living in because we keep saying that's the nation we're living in. And when it doesn't become the nation we're living in, we then make it the nation we're living in, Mm -hmm. which is what you're living in, Mm -hmm. which I don't live in that nation because I just walk around and look, observe, and I don't see it. I'm not everywhere at once. I just, I don't see that. I don't see... That's our society. We'll be right back with more of the Adam and Dr. Drew Show classics. We are back with the final clip of this episode. We go back to episode 976 titled, There Would Have Been Streaming. This aired on December 4th, 2018. Adam talks about how his daughter was selling Amazon cards back to him for cash and that some of the staff was involved. Oh, wow. We have to hear this. What Natalia did with her cyber scam Mm -mm. is – so it was our own Chris Maxipata's birthday uh, last week or the week before, whatever, and sometime. Yeah. So 
I'm the boss, mm-hmm. and I got to get him a gift. Mm-hmm. So I noticed I got a lot of gift cards floating around the house. Mm-hmm. I mean, I got food gift cards. I got, I think you can get a free shake at Steak and Shake with another gift card. Oh, I saw you handing out gift cards last week, so you re-gift carded. I got an Amazon gift card. I got a pile of cards. Yeah. So I came in there, and I said, hey, Max Pata, happy birthday, my brother. I hand him a bunch of gift cards. I saw that. I saw it. And then I started thinking about, you know, the sloppy seconds aspect of it. Now, the one and the best gift card was the Amazon gift card worth $100. Um, Earlier that week, Natalia had cashed out that gift card to me. She wanted to go to the mall and go shopping. Mm-hmm. She said, uh, can I have $100? Jeesh. I said, $100? Hey, she Walmart. said, uh, I got uh, a gift card. You give me, I'll give you this Amazon gift card that Uncle Jimmy got me for $100. $20 gift card. <laughs> <laughs> no. $100 gift card. Uh-huh. And, uh, I will, uh, and I gave her $100. Okay, exchange. It's an exchange. Fair enough. We had a, a tough emotional exchange as well. And? I went and got cash. Mm-hmm. I you, laid the cash out. Tell you're going to go to the poorhouse when you give up the cash? <laughs> I've given up talking to my family about things um, or anything to do with life or like any mm-hmm. – nobody in my house is into any of my here's what benefits you in life discussions. Can't it's, imagine. Yeah, it's pretty, pretty well – pretty roundly rejected. Mm-hmm. But I got out the cash. I said to Natalia, you know where I got this cash? And the reason I said it is because it's last time I was on the road, I got the cash from selling merchandise, like T-shirts and books and stuff, you know, after the show. I was going to try to send a little message messenger that in between shows, Daddy sells merchandise out in the lobby of the hotel or the comedy club. And I said, you know where I got this cash? And she said, Uncle Jimmy. <laughs> <laughs> it was funny because she she was cashing in her Amazon. Yep. I guess in her world, all the money just comes from Jimmy, right? In a weird so, way, it's sort of true. It is sort of true. So she she gave me <laughs> her Amazon gift card. I cashed her out for a hundred. She went and spent it at the mall. Uh-huh. I then gave everything to Max Apata. I then. I started thinking. I was. I. 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 I did some soul searching, and I thought, you know, he's a semi-valued employee, and I just gave him all the sloppy seconds, the steak and shake, and the Amazon, and mm-hmm. another gift card. And I said, you know what? Let's do him upright. Let's give him a five hundred dollar gift card from Amazon, and I did that. And while I was urinating earlier today, he said, "Thank you." Uh-huh. And I said, thank you. He peeked his head in? Yep. And I said... Uh, Is the fan on or not? But I am going to need back all those other gift cards I gave you. I hope you're kidding. Well, I gave him a $500 Amazon gift card. He doesn't need the fucking steak and shake anymore. So I said, give me back the other gift cards. And he said, well, I tried the Amazon gift card. There's nothing on it. And I said, it's expired? And he said, no. it's been It's been used. So... Natalia uh-huh. used it up. Smart. And then sold it to me. Mm-hmm. I'll teach you. Yes. Now, the thing that's crazy is if there was some version of that 
that transpired when I was young, some people would be screaming. Yes. Right? Yeah. I don't know what happened as a parent where I don't really care, but there would be screaming going on, right? Just the idea of a kid having a $100 card would have been astonishing. Yo, and, then, that, and then to have the kid misuse it and misrepresent it would be <gasps> scandal. Yes. We'll talk to the principal. Well, I'm going to talk to Mr. Smith about this. Now, we, it, was, it was Jimmy's card, so it couldn't have been 20 bucks. It had to be 100 bucks, and it was just used up, right, Max Zapata? And you did not give him back the rest of those cards, Chris, did you? I will. Ah, what were they? Will what, not. Where were the other ones? Uh, it was a steak and shake coupon for a free <laughs> shake. <laughs> um, a $30 coupon for HelloFresh if, uh, if on your first order. <laughs> yes, I need yeah. those. Very generous. Yeah, I need them. I kind of need them tonight. You need yeah. them back because you should be fucking embarrassed if you ever handed them in the first what place. Was the other and one? they're crumpled. They're all bent and <laughs> shaped to you. Like. <laughs> and it's the worst. I was happy. I don't what know. was the other one? Is the, there, there four? Amazon, uh, Starbucks. There's oh, Starbucks. Wow. don't give that one back. I need no, that no, back. No, yeah, no, no. So we so were with discussing the kids. The yeah. kids the so kids. you were you were developing a theory over the weekend that that maybe a little impoverishment goes a long way to helping kids develop character and a sense of purpose and uh, maybe a little something to prove. Well, I had two theories. I had that and what are we so stuck on zero to eighteen for? My real trauma started from eighteen to thirty one. Well, you said that last week. That, that that you made clear in our in our what we were talking about on the show, and, and re, re, the economic trauma that happened after because before that you're just in school. Yeah, when you're 25 yeah. and poor, you know you're poor. You're driving a piece of shit. You're eating top ramen. You're not getting laid. Like the guy's pulling up in convertible Porsches, and you're poor. You know, mm-hmm. and when you're when I was in high school, everyone was just in high school. We didn't know. I mean, I, I understood that their people lived up in the hills that had more money than I did, but it doesn't mean they're having a better experience than I was. You know, I was playing sports. I was sort of class clown. I was kind of laughing at a, something that was played on a podcast from years ago, but it's a thought that I hadn't visited. So I'll revisit it with you, okay. which is the mixed – message the pretty kind of insane mixed message which was having class clown as a designation in the yearbook for junior high and high school i got it in high school not in junior high but also constantly being told to shut up and to stop being disruptive and to basically stop speaking well that's a that's a pattern you stayed with way into your 30s probably into your 40s I and mean, i remember on loveline that was the constant refrain to you Adam, shut up. Uh, right. But it was funny that there was a designation for best talker, essentially, in high school. Yeah. But every single teacher, every report card I ever got was disruptive and talks and he, he's distracting and a, and a F-U-U or a, or a C-U-U or whatever, whatever I got, a D-U-U, like unsatisfactory, disruptive. But we'll have a class clown designation – and everyone should kind of strive to get it in the yearbook, you know, like that was kind of, you know, when you talk to my son, 
when I talk to Sonny or Natalia, I go, who's funny? And they'll go, oh, well, this guy. Give me the power rankings. I'll go, okay, here's the power rankings of who the funniest is in the class. And then at some point, Sonny will slot himself in like at number nine. And Natalia <laughs> will explain he hasn't cracked the top 50. And then an <laughs> argument ensues. And it's, it's awesome. But there is a currency to class clown yep. so much it's officially recognized by the makers of the yearbook at the school which is there's are you, a, allow, are you allowed to do that now that's an interesting point yeah, yeah. they certainly couldn't have best body and best physique Oof. and best looking and class flirt and like all the crazy stuff they would have when i was in junior high but it was inter- it's a it's an interesting mixed message to get class clown and simultaneously be told to shut up Every every waking hour of your school existence, and I would argue a, a very tough mountain to climb to get to get the mantle of class clown while being told to shut up constantly. Nice, but it's true. Yes, when I did Love Line, I just carried on my yes high school days by being told to shut up constantly. by your boss. Oh, we did a talk show. <laughs> it's one. It's one thing if you do a show. And the show's on HVAC repair or something, and you're constantly telling personal stories about high school football or something. (laughs) But we did a talk show, basically, and I was told to quiet down. (laughs) It's it's like being shushed at a rave. (laughs) That's all for this week. Thanks for listening to the Adam and Dr. Drew Show Classics. I've been your host, Big Brother Jake, host of the Big Brother Jake podcast on the Podcast One Network. Remember to check back each week for new episodes. And while you're at it, don't forget to like, subscribe, and rate us five stars wherever you get your podcasts. Deuces!